my name is Crispina French and promoting creative textile reuse is my jam. I'm an OG textile alchemist, worked my way through art school making ragamuffins from thrift store sweaters way back in the 1980s. That college side hustle grew into a full-fledged business and here I am today to show you how to do it too. Stick around for all the things helping to navigate both the chaotic and dreamy chapters of building your profitable textile upcycling business. We'll talk material sourcing, business savvy, product development, marketing, and self-care. Gloss over the hard parts? Not here. Experience, lessons, and know-how. Deep dive into the struggles, wins, and rewards of running your sustainable textile upcycling business. Think of this as your favorite craft class mixed with environmental business school. Are you ready to be inspired, energized, and supported? This is the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Today's episode of Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast is brought to you by Sideshow Clothing on Etsy and in person in Craryville, New York. Are you a burgeoning fashion icon who delights in your individual style? Maybe you have a penchant for really good clothing, a love of creative presentation, and respect for our life-giving planet. Or if you are like me, you like to wear well-made clothing to handle your daily grind and stand up to the test of time. Sideshow Clothing has what you need. Vintage workwear, boots galore, jackets, dresses, ethnic and Western wear, the works. Mary curates this creamy collection of inventory, some dating back over a hundred years, but mostly fashions from the 1970s through the 1990s. If you want to honor the quality of well-made clothing and stand out in the crowd, check out sideshowclothing.com where you will find an anecdote to fast fashion and so much more. Hi, Stitcher people out there. This is Crispina French. I am your host of the Textile Upcycling Podcast. And today I am super excited to introduce you to one of my favorite young textile upcycling geniuses out there in the world. And so excited to um, share a little bit about Elle from Elle Relly's story. She is out in LA. Um, Interestingly enough, she started the, her career as a marine biologist and kind of circled back around to starting her fashion brand based on what she learned being a marine biologist and seeing um, how our textile consumption was really impacting that part of her career. So Elle, welcome. I can't wait to share with um, everybody here what you've been up to and how your textile upcycled based brand is really just kicking butt out there. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, Crispina. Hi, Stitcherhood. I'm so excited to be here and be part of a community of amazing people who are really changing the impact of fashion and the environment. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Gosh, thanks for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you've been really busy. And, you know, I kind of watch you from the sidelines and, and see that you're doing some amazing things and just being really integrated in very visible platforms around what we're all working toward, um, you know, a more balanced um, consumption of textiles, a more kind of copped on um, awareness of how our 
purchasing habits really impacts the environment. So share with um, with everybody what what that looks like from your end. Okay, well, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, sure. Um, talk about what I, I've seen that you're involved in a film that we were just talking about yeah. for a minute before we started recording. And then I think there's another, um, is it Upcycle? Um, is it a show that you're doing as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, so before I talk about all that, let me just talk about El Raleigh really quick. So El Raleigh is a fashion brand with a mission to recreate the created by upcycling fabric to reduce textile waste. Um, I have hit my five years this month, which is very exciting. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, there's just been so many amazing things happening this year. Thank God. And one of them is um, I am part of an upcycling film. It's called um, Upcycling upcycled and it's so great because the community that i formed through clubhouse me and clementina which is the co-founder um which is founder of mine actually of uh upcycle club on clubhouse we started this this chat with all these upcyclers and then now you know a year later we have made this film that really just highlights upcycling all over the world and why it's important so we are so excited that it just got showcased at the san diego film festival we won um, best message over there um it went to london film festival i think now it's going to san diego and it's just spreading the mission of, of what upcycling is and how um it really can affect change into our environment so that's something that's really really great that i'm so honored to be part of the upcycled film um and then also uh yeah i'm a part of this amazing show that's releasing in november 2nd on fuse tv it's called upcycled nation it's a upcycled competition show so it's very exciting i hope you all watch it um it's november 2nd and yeah it's just it's it you know when i when i did it i thought i was gonna throw up like I, I was like, I am not made for this. Like I am not made for TV. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and as soon as I hit the sewing machine, as soon as I hit the studio, everything was fine. And I think that just showcases like one, that everything's going to be okay. And two, like how safe this space is for me of sewing, of upcycling, of playing with textiles, you know? Um, and I just encourage all of you right now who are watching and are, and are trying to figure out where they can go with this is one, just keep going. And two, you know, put yourself in positions where yes, it can feel uncomfortable, but also put you in positions that you never thought you can expand on. And I think that's what I have learned um, this year is to just kind of put myself out there and maybe someone will catch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. To, Al, honestly, I, you know, I, I follow a lot of people and I, I've been doing what I do for a long time. And one of the things that really stands out to me about you and your brand is well, there's there's a lot of things actually that that I would love to um, just share with you and 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 see um, what you your thoughts are on that. But to put yourself to like kind of push yourself past that comfort zone and to always be like on the lookout for something that's going to challenge you and 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 move you into a place that, like you said, you might not have dreamt of. But oh my gosh, here's an opportunity. How can I harness this and make it work for me? 
And kudos to you for that, because I think that you're just doing such a great job with getting the word out about textile upcycling and how important that that actually is, right? Thank you. Thank you, Crispina. Um, I did want to add something that I thought was interesting, too, about it was, um, so before uh, Upcycle Nation came out for Fuse TV, I was also asked to be part of another TV uh, show um, for fashion. And when I was going through that interview process and application process, um, I just feel like it didn't align with my values as an upcycled upcycler. You know, we were using brand new fabric. I was like, what are we going to do with this? Like, I don't want to waste anything. I don't want to have to buy anything brand new. And um, I remember talking to the person who was interviewing me and I was like, if you ever have an upcycled show or an upcycling show, like I am your candidate. And, um, and then a few months later, this show came out. So I really do think, uh, put your intentions out there, whatever you want in your career, whatever you want in your life, you know, say it out loud, say it proud and just watch it come to fruition. Because yeah, if I, I think we get opportunities all the time if we, we are open to it, but not everything fits your values or feel fits your goals. But because of this urgency to want to grow, to want to become something, to want to hit the mark, we can sometimes fall for it. Um, but I believe that if you just continue to believe in your, your values and, and, and keep on going for that, that opportunity, that right opportunity will come to you when it's time. That is so, so helpful for, and like you said, you know, it is really tempting. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be on this show, right? Like this opportunity, how could I possibly say no? But when you know, like in your heart, like that, the alignment is just, it's not there. Um, Such good advice there just to stay, really stay true to what speaks to you and your, and your values. Um, Really cool. And and how cool like that. Yeah. A couple months later, the perfect match did come up for you and that alignment was there. So you could feel really good about, um, getting in front of the people, um, with your brand. And it makes sense for you. Cause it, you know, if you were in front of people, it would kind of like contradict your brand almost if you were to create something with new fabric. Um, it wouldn't really make sense for the viewer. They wouldn't get it. They'd be like, oh, I thought, you know, huh? I don't understand. So cool that you were able to understand that and, and make the decision that you made to, um, to not participate in something that was not um, the right alignment. Um, so, you know, when we last spoke, you were talking about how when you first got started that these, uh, you know, an opportunity came to you by just wearing your gorgeous, like super individual, very, original designed fly dress in a store where somebody was like, Oh my gosh, I love that. Can I buy them from you? And the next thing you knew, there you are creating all this product for a shop. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I think I read something about a collaboration that you were recently involved with, with a bigger um, retail venue, right? Yeah, this is exciting. This I'm, I'm actually part of the all good collective for all birds. That is huge. So Allbirds is the sustainable shoe company. And I just, I just love them, you know, and it's so great. Um, uh, actually met someone from Allbirds during, um, 
uh, Earth Week. We I did a, a conference around that same time we were interviewing or we were doing Citrahood. And um, they talked to me about the All Good Collective. And now I get to be, I, I get to showcase El Raleigh in store, which I am so grateful for. Um, I did an All Birds pop up last week. I have one this week. And I can literally showcase El Raleigh where El, wherever All Birds is. And I think it's so great for a company so big like Alberts to be one supporting small business but also like continuing that circularity of like it's not only shoes it's fashion but it's also fitness you know and and just spreading this whole you know um togetherness in and how we all are part of of making a better world um in sustainability so yeah that is huge i, I got to upcycle some Alberts um clothes did a, a small collaboration with that and and now i'm i am showcasing in different Alberts. so if you have an Alberts store next to you you know and you want me to show up there you know feel free to dm me maybe i'll show up and i would i would love to be part of that but that oh my gosh when that happened Whew, and when that continues to happen, I'm still kind of like, okay, I'm going in the right path, right? Because it's not like an H&M. It's not like a fast fashion brand that's like, hey, Elle, you know, come into store. It's like a legit company that I really look up to that really wants to support me and, and watch me grow. And, and again, just putting your intentions of who you want to work with and what you stand for and really sticking to that, you're going to get it. You just have to just be patient through that process. And I'm so glad that I waited and I didn't, I don't want to say sell out, but yeah, sell out in order to like get somewhere bigger. Um, I think everything is aligning as it should be. And I'm very thankful for that, for that opportunity with all birds and, and now with upcycled nation. And um, I was on reader's digest the other day too. And I was like, Oh my gosh, mom would be so proud of me. It's just all these <laughs> things, you know, that so are good. happening. So good. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I'm not even your mom. <laughs> it's so awesome. The thing too is like the, you know, not only are is this such a nice opportunity that Alberts has created for the small businesses that they're supporting with their um program, the All Good Collective, like it's also you're spreading the message to people who might not really have thought too much about textile upcycling. Right? Like you're in this arena where you know, there's a lot of people who just don't really understand or haven't really given it much thought where all of a sudden, what is it that you're making? How did you make that? Oh my gosh, look at that cool dress. Look at that cool hoodie. Wow. Oh my gosh, I see how it was recycled. And so now they're thinking differently, right? And it might just, it might've just been like a pass through at the store that you were at. Exactly. You know, like there's so much good in in harnessing that exposure, right? Like it's not just for you and your business. It's for this movement that you're a part of that just is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it must be, um, maybe it's a little hard to answer, but like with all of this attention that you're getting and, um, I don't want to call it promotion because it's really more storytelling than promotion, but where do you see that taking you? And like, ideally, where do you want to land? Like think of yourself in two years, like what are you doing and how are you? Yeah. (laughs) That is like my favorite question because there is a bigger picture in all of this. Right. Um, I want to have a recreate the created store. 
where El Raleigh is a designer in it and Crispina is a designer in it and everyone in Sisterhood is a designer in it and people can come into store and be like, hey, I have this dress or I have this bag or I have there's furniture that really means something to me. I would love to upcycle it. And then you get to kind of choose which designer you want to work with or, you know, or something like that. You can make it into a bag. You can make it into a hat, you know, and it's just giving people that uh, accessibility to to take their items and really remake it into something that they really resonate with. And so that's my big goal is I would love to have a recreate the created store. And that's my big vision. And, um, you know, there's so many, you know, but before I do that, and this is what I say too, is before I even get to that level of that bigger picture, because I really do see recreate the created in every city, in every state, all over the country, because we just have so much stuff. Um, I have to make sure that El Raleigh is sustainable and profitable first. So what does that look like? You know, like I don't want to be an example for, you know, small businesses and be like, oh, El just got lucky. And then she created this, you know, this other situation. I want to be like, no, as a small designer, as a small business owner, you can be profitable, you know, and you can be sustainable as is. And if you want to grow, great. But I want to be able to kind of kind of give that pathway in, you know, in, in art, artistry, because I always feel like there's this like struggling artist mentality. And I'm sick and tired of it. Like we, we need to learn how to, you know, be profitable, be sustainable and really live our full authentic life, but also be able to live period, right? In the economy. Oh my gosh. So I how saw does that, that work? How can we do that? You know? Yeah. That is like my favorite subject because honestly, I feel like so many people who have textile upcycling businesses, whether they're fashion-based, home goods, it doesn't even matter, whatever product they're making, I would say the vast majority of people really underprice themselves and they don't allow for themselves to have that, right? Like health insurance, uh, retirement fund, like, you know, you got to plan for your future. If this is the career that you've chosen, you there's no reason why you can't have all the pieces that you would have if you chose, you know, to stay in your marine biology career. Like there, you, there's no reason. And the only, the only thing that's standing in the way is our own limiting beliefs. And I feel like having um, a truly sustainable textile upcycling business means to me that there's enough money in it that supports the the people inside the business employees, as well as owners that, give them what they need to live that good life. So I totally agree with you. And I think that's a really great way to be that example. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, you know, hoping right now is, you know, to to just kind of lead that pathway. You know, I I still don't feel like people should listen to me at times because I'm just, just saying what I am saying, you know, but I want to be able to showcase through my business that, you all, we all can do this. We all are capable of doing this and being sustainable and being profitable. And there isn't a give or take to it. Right. You know? Right. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can have, right. you can have a creative business. You can create your own, your own life. You can, you know, chart your, your path and have a, a sustainable business that supports you in your ideal life. I think that's so, it's just important, right? Like we're, I, you know, I kind of, sometimes I, I think about it and I think, well, you know, fast fashion kind of stole the value of, you know, how much things are worth, right? Some people think, well, if I can buy something on Shein for, you know, 12 or $14, that's how much a dress is worth. 
But actually, you know, dresses are worth four or $500 because the ones that you buy that have a story that have meaning that feed those small business people and last you for the next 20 years because they're, you know, individually handmade and just cool and not like trend based. They're more like artfully based. Um, it's actually less expensive if you don't buy the, the, how many you would probably need to buy over the next 20 years of the $12 dresses to just make that one special purchase and to have that be, um, much more valuable actually, um, in every aspect of its, uh, every rendition, kind of like the design aspect, the recycle aspect, the small business aspect, the local aspect, if that's where you are, you know, all of those things play such a, an important role in really creating the economy that supports, um, a good life, really, right? Right, right. Today's episode of Rags to Riches podcast is brought to you by the Stitcherhood Recycling Society, my online membership community for creative textile upcycling, recycling, and reuse entrepreneurs. Inspiration, shared experience, tutorials, business savvy, and connection to a whole posse of people who understand the passion and intricacies of running an environmentally kind, creative textile upcycling biz. Daily posts, weekly stitch hours, book recommendations, group chats, member profiles, and strong connections is what you can expect when you join Stitcherhood. Head on over to stitcherhood.crispina.eco and sign up for a free seven-day trial to see if My Stitcherhood Recycling Society is a good fit for you and your textile upcycling business. So speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about your business. I think a lot of our listeners, um, podcast listeners, are people who are kind of either aspiring textile upcyclers or people who are upcycling in a business setting. And, you know, I feel like it's really interesting for people to kind of understand the trajectory of how businesses are run. So, so how, how is your business currently run? Like, I know that you, well, let me not say what I know, because honestly, the last time we spoke and now could be really different. So how is it that you are, you're creating product and selling it and talk about how you create product and where it's sold. Yeah. So, um, well, right now I'm kind of in a crazy, you know, holiday season is just really tomorrow, you know? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So I work during, which is crazy. It's and it's, and right now I'm like, okay, this is unsustainable, but I work and I create product during the week. And then during the weekends I sell my product. So it's a constant, like, of like trying to, um, catch up with inventory, you know, which, you know, is, is a good and bad thing, right? Um, and, you know, as entrepreneurship, the great thing about entrepreneurship is you can pretty much come up with your own time. And if you want to take a long break, you can take a long break, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of markets during the week. And when I first started, um, that was like probably the hardest thing was putting your stuff out there, right? Figuring out how to price your items. And uh and my first market I did in Venice, I think with Artisan Fleas, I did not sell anything, you know, and I remember at that time, you know, my dresses were still a couple, well, a hundred-ish, $200. And I remember everyone was like, no one's going to buy your stuff um, with that much money. And I just kept on going. I just kept on going. And, and it, there, it takes a while to figure out what markets work for you, where your audience is. Um, and yeah, just seeing which one is worth your time because you can do a market all weekend, um, you know, for eight hours or something and, and not make 
anything. And so is it like worth your time to do do that one? And again, there's a lot of just troubleshooting that comes into knowing which markets are the right ones. Um, also, I, I don't have this really, but I know it's important is having a home base because you definitely will have, you know, people come to that market and be like, oh, are you here all the time? And, and or they'll know you're there all the time. Um, I'm usually our local markets here are like Jackalope and, you know, Renegades. Um, and I'm pretty much in those all the time, but there's other markets that are like weekly, like Melrose or like, uh, um, the Rose bowl, you know, but sometimes, oh my gosh, Crispina, you have to get up at like four in the morning to get to those markets. And I just, and then also with clothes and textiles, it's harder because they don't want clothes because there's so many clothing vendors. So you literally are like on a wait list. And so you have to arrive there at four, but maybe you don't get in till nine in the morning, you know? So there's a lot that goes on and it's a, definitely a hustle and grind, you know? Um, yeah, set up, but you know, COVID hit. And when that COVID hit, it, it kind of like forced me to, to, to go online and kind of create different things and work with my online community. So it, yeah, it's, it's a crazy wild ride. And even right now, like I do all my website design, I do my photos, I am my own like model for all my clothes. And, um, you know, there are moments where I'm like, girl, you need to like, do a real photo shoot. But by the time I do my real photo shoot, the clothes are already gone. So does it make sense to me to do that? And so I mean, it literally is like a day by day. And I've, I've learned this as much as like, I think as artists and as entrepreneurs, we can get, we can get stuck in like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I have no time to do this. And I always have to tell myself, girl, what are you doing now? Like, oh, you're sewing. Okay. So what are you doing now? You're doing your emails. Okay. Do your emails. Like being present is so important and going day by day is so important for me now. And it took me a long time to get to this space of just being present because I can easily be like, oh gosh, I have to finish this. Oh gosh, I have to make this phone call. Oh, I have this meeting. But that ain't going to help you. Like you just need to be present and be in flow with wherever you are and, and trust in God or trust in the universe or trust in yourself that everything is going to work out. And so, yeah, so I, uh, I am a solopreneur um, but maybe like oh, three months ago, I finally hired help. And what I've learned from help is y'all need to hire help. Like, I think I've, I've been traumatized for so, like, I've been traumatized a lot with hiring help because sometimes I'll hire help. It doesn't work. And then I'm like, well, that was a waste of my time or I can do it better. Or, um, I don't have the money to hire help. Um, and finally, like, I was like, no, you know what? I need help. And it took me a while to find someone. And I'm so thankful for her now. Like she comes in, she helps me work. I can do emails. I can, I can have this podcast. I can, you know, meet with other people. And then, and then clothes are still getting made. And I'm like, thank God, you know, because there was that thing of like, I don't have time to do a podcast. I have to make this shirt. Who's going to make this shirt? And so I think hiring help and finding the right person again, through trial and error is going to be your biggest blessing because if you want to grow and if you want to make more money and you want to spread your word and your impact, you're gonna have to get help. So you got to remove that ego that you have as a solopreneur and this thing of I can do everything on my own and get that help. So, yeah. so yeah, that was a huge eye opener for me because I've been 
I've been traumatized by, you know, hiring people, me thinking like, oh, you know what? No, I could do it better. I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. But, you know, when I found that right person, I am just like, whoa, is this life changing? Yeah. Right. Right. And it takes a bit. It's an investment to find the right person and to take the time it takes to get them like up to speed with whatever tasks they're taking on. And there's a lot to it. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, the whole other end of things where you have to like, okay, yeah, now I have an employee. So what does that mean? Do I need to have workers' compensation? Is this an employee? Is this a contractor? Like, there's a lot of moving pieces. And it's interesting for me, like looking back on my trajectory, which, you know, involved a lot of employees for many years. and, And I just wonder, like, when that first started happening for me, like when I first started hiring people, like, I had not a clue. I didn't, I didn't know. Like I didn't, I went to art school. Like I didn't know anything about business or like managing people and you just kind of do it, right? You just kind of figure it out as you go and you go, oh, yep, I definitely need help. That's clear. So like, okay, now I've got help. So then, you know, just putting those pieces in place is it's, it takes a bravery that um, a lot of people just, you know, maybe don't have. Yeah. And again, it's just putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, right? I feel like entrepreneurship is all about being uncomfortable until you're not. And then you find something else that you're uncomfortable with and try to get like comfortable with it. So yeah, it's, yeah, definitely entrepreneurship is, is a lot of uncomfortable. It's a lot, but I have to say like, and I think you'll agree, like it never gets boring. It's just not No, it's, it's, you know, there's always uh, something that can be improved upon or something that's been developed that you're like so proud of. And like, you know, the jobs that you're creating, you know, people, people love to have creative jobs, creative people love to have creative jobs. So, you know, offering that employment, not only does that feed your business and enable you to know that there's still product being made while you're getting interviewed or whatever other tasks you're taking on. You're also enabling that person to have a job that they're going to really be able to express themselves with and and everything that they're doing, every piece that they're creating is going to have their their creativity mixed with yours in it. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, there really is power in entrepreneurship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is amazing. I think the I think entrepreneurs are are going to save the world, Al. I totally do, and I think being textile upcycling creative entrepreneurs is like, you know, without sounding like it would without too much bravado. I I do think that we are changing the world, right? We are. We're 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 offering people jobs that aren't easily accessible in other settings. We are showing people value and things that people might have thought was trash. And we're offering the ability for people to have creativity and individuality in the way that they dress. Like that's pretty huge. And I'm just so excited to watch you and, and, and stay like in the know about how that is for you. Cause it's just, it's so exciting to watch you. And I just, congratulations. It's a lot. You're doing a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Crispina. It's so great to hear that from you because as you know, in entrepreneurship, I'm like, am I doing enough? <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm failing. I haven't done this and I have so much work to do. And I'm like, what am I doing? So to be able to like, you know, hear that from somebody else, you know, when you're not to step out of yourself and be like, you know what, girl, you are doing a lot. Things are happening. 
you know, like you're still going at it, you know, um, you know, the other day, actually, it's really funny. I, uh, I had to Google my name because with this show coming out, you know, I'm like, oh no, I got to figure out if there's some cobwebs on the internet. Like I don't want people to be like Googling me and finding all these things. And so I ended up Googling my name. Um, and I came, I came upon this blog that I had written in like 2010 or something. And it was pretty much me starting the business and me like getting my first form, my, uh, you know, yeah, dress form and me getting my sewing machine and, and me like, you know, talking about like signing up for my LLC and like, you know, all these things and setting up a business seller's permit. And, um, I ended up like, you know, um, putting it on private except for one of them, which was me getting my dress form and how like, I was like, Oh my God, shit's getting real. Like this is really happening. And I ended up writing a comment um, on that post. And I was like, Hey babe, it's you, you know, I'm so proud of you. You like are doing it. And, you know, and I just started crying. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe like, this is happening and I'm getting like teary-eyed, but I was like, Oh my God, I was like in my room, just like crying about it. And I was like, Oh my God, it was so great to see it. And then I, and then, yeah, but I, I wanted to keep that up there as like a reminder of like, dude, like you just got to keep on going and you don't know where it's going to take you. And it's just so exciting to see that happen, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. And That's to like have really the opportunity powerful. Yeah. to look back, right. And to be like, yeah. cool. look at the distance, right. Look at the distance that I've come. And I think, as entrepreneurs that we are very busy and there's always demands on our time. And it's very hard for me. And I, I imagine that you might have this too, where you don't take the time to look back yeah. and go like, wow, that was cool. Look what, look at that, you know? And then you have this opportunity where you're, you know, for some other reason you're Googling, <laughs> you're like, dang girl, like I am kicking yeah. ass. You yeah. Know? That's so funny. Let me just tell you from here, Al, you are kicking ass. And I'm so, (laughs) yeah, I just, anytime you need to be told that, you just call me up, okay? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's just such a pleasure. I'm so thankful for you to have spent this time with me um, for the podcast. And I I just look forward to watching you soar and, you know, call upon me when or if the time arises when you might need help that I could provide for you. I am just... 100% behind you all the way, girl. Oh, thank you, Crispina. Uh, Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time, Al. And if anybody's looking to catch up with Al, there's all kinds of details of exactly how to do that on our show notes page. And um, yeah, follow her. She's on Instagram. I follow her there. Clubhouse is a big one. I I need to get on Clubhouse more often. Oh, girl, don't worry about it. It's, It's I haven't gone on it in a while, but we're just so busy. Now I can't even have these conversations at Clubhouse anymore, but it definitely was huge when we started it before. <laughs> now I don't even know, but. Well, but it's hard yeah. to do it all, right? Like sometimes I think like, just do one thing well. And, you know, if you're doing one thing well, you're doing all right. So um, with that said, I think that um, you are doing your business really well. It's just, um, it's just a pleasure. And um, I encourage the other thing that I just kind of forgot to mention earlier is that your whole aesthetic and the way you make your product is just yours. Like oh, so <laughs> often you. we see things that are like, Oh, that I wonder who influenced who here. I wonder where this idea initiated. 
And with your stuff, I know exactly where it initiated because it's only yours. So ah, thank you. Congrats, my dear. Yeah. Doing a thank great you. Job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hopefully hearing from some of you. Please catch uh, Upcycled Nation on Fuse TV on November 2nd. I am so excited for you guys to see me on that show. Me and, too. Uh, yeah. And then what's the film? The, the name of the film that we need to check out. What's the name of that? It's called Upcyclers uh, Climate. Uh, Fr- Frontiers Climate, I think. Ups- it's an upcycled film. Yeah. Cool. So we will put links to both of those things yes. on the show notes page. So if anybody has trouble, you'll be able to find them there, as well as links to all of Al and El Rally's, um online presence. Great website. Instagram feed is awesome. So that'll all be there for you. Thanks so much, Al. Have a great rest of your day. Yay. Bye. Bye. Hey, so I'm over here and I'm serving you a giant air hug because you just finished another episode of the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Thank you for being with me. Our music is provided by The Lucky Five. Learn more about them at theluckyfive.com. Our show is produced and edited by Van Valhyacin. If you want to dive in deep, head over to rags to riches, textile upcycling podcast.com.